healed as you go? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't have to be you don't have to be religious and answer. These probably are some rhetorical questions that I'm asking. Are you progressing as you go? Are you getting better as you go? Is God perfecting things in you as you go? Is he is he making you wiser as you go? These are the things you look for as you go. He said, as they went, they were healed. God is going to do some things in us, through us, and with us as we go. But we gotta keep going. So this is a message of faith and trust. Faith without works dead. is dead. So to activate faith, you got to do something. Tell your neighbor, do something. Say it to the other side. Say, do something. Your faith is not activated if it's just knowledge. You know, faith comes by hearing, but the faith is activated by actions. So just because you understand it and hear it doesn't mean you have faith. Faith is only demonstrated. Other than that, it's knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? So some of us have revelation and we call it faith. But if you never walk out what you believe, you're not living in faith. You just have knowledge and you have revelation. And most people who've been in church all their life, or if you've been at Live since we started, it's been a good two and a half, or from Bible studies, it's three years. You, If you have not walked out anything you've heard, you're not living by faith. You just know a lot. And if you don't start living what you know, you can become arrogant. And egotistic, you understand what I'm saying? And just thinking you know it just because you have a great amount of revelation. But it's time to start walking out what you hear. It's time to start taking the word of God and believing it to the point where you live by it and you behave by it. That's faith. I'm, I'm walking out what I believe. That's faith. Now trust is different. Trust is like sitting. Trust is like waiting. After I've done my part by faith, I now wait for him to fulfill his. Now, some of us are saying that we're just trusting God and we're waiting on him, but you have not activated faith. You have not done anything towards it. So you can't, uh, you can't uh, say that I'm waiting on God. He's waiting. It's quiet on you. And the first thing he's waiting on us to do is not really something like, like, let me go lay hands and let me go pray in public. Or It's change. So. Let me, let me go to the, now we're in, uh, I could go down that street, but I don't want to because I want to, my tooth just started hurting, so that's a sign to change subjects. Thank you for those four laughs. Uh, so now we're in the, the series Counterculture, right? Okay, Counterculture. And I just want to say this one scripture. I only have one scripture tonight, and then I'll probably call out some scriptures to have y'all read it, because I didn't have time to set everything up. Um, but this is the type of service I want to have tonight. Amen? So check this out. This, as we deal with counter, hold on, hold on, hold on for a second. Thank you. Hold on. Go back to yes. Thank you. Counter culture, right? It's all about the, the choir sung at the first day of counter culture at Easter. Choir, y'all are all that, by the way. Can y'all clap it up for the? <laughs> they they were singing a song called "Stand Out" that this awesome dude wrote, and. And they went into another song that says, where do you stand? Who's on the Lord's side? Just whisper to your neighbor. You ain't got to be loud. Just say, whose side are you on? Who's side? I think the misconception is, well, let's, let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the scripture. Look at this. It says, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, 
Are you a friend or foe? Who, whose side are you on? Are you for me or are you for my enemies? He saw this angelic being. It says a man here, but uh, you know, scholars believe that it was an angel standing there with a sword drawn. And Joshua said, hold on, hold on. Are you for me or my enemies? He said, neither one. <laughs> I am the commander of the Lord's army. Soon as Joshua heard that, he fell to his face and he reverenced him and said, I'm at your command. So it's not about, it's, it's, we don't have, it's, it's not about your side or the enemy's side. It's only God's side. Did, did y'all hear what I just said? He said, are you for me or for my enemy? I'm for neither one of y'all. I'm for the Lord. Now, are you with me? Mm. Ask your neighbor, whose side are you on? That's what counterculture is all about. Whose side are you on? It's not about who's for you or who's against you. you. It's not about you. you. It's about who's for the God you love yes. and serve. Yes. Okay. When you choose God, the world manifests in that self. Yeah, nah, like everything, that's everything is self. self. Yeah, yeah. You understand self love take care of yourself, but now it's all about me. You know, it, one bad vibe, cut them off. This and that. You know. Yeah. They, they say one thing to you, cut them off. Like you know, and, and they enhance it. Like everybody wanna, be like sit down. Yeah. Yeah. My views are now consumed in his. Okay, my thoughts are now absorbed in his. I forfeit my right to have my own thoughts outside. Let's talk. This is foreign to some people. It's not just about saving you from sin. It's about you becoming the righteousness of God. You becoming the righteousness of God. What does that mean to become the righteousness of God? It means to become right in God's eyes. And the only person right in God's eyes is his son, Jesus. So he's trying to make us all into the image of his son. He's trying to mold us and make us. And some of us are going against his maneuvering. Trying to preserve our ways. Now I'm in. I'm sorry I didn't come back with a, with a kickback message. And I know y'all ready to. We got to do this, y'all. I'm not into crowds. We can get that. That's easy. We need progression. I need your life getting better. I need you elevated. I need you coming out of that thing. I need you strong and not weak. I need you woke and not sleep. I need... Anybody ready to move forward? Anybody ready to go higher? Anybody? Okay. Why counterculture? Why? Why counterculture? First of all, because of the gospel, like we talked about. Because of the cross, because of what Jesus did on the cross, okay? I'm gonna stop saying because of the cross. Thank God for the cross being available for Jesus to die on, but I'm not about to idolize a cross. We talk more about the cross than the one who was on it. So I cherish. What about the one that was on it? Let's cherish him. Let's strip all the extensions of Jesus and just worship Jesus. Because we love extensions because it's not directly him. See the box, well y'all, here we go. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not really, really him. 
his extensions love we celebrate love and peace and all his extensions because it's not really him because when you deal with Jesus you got to deal with your mess and nobody number one wants to admit they have mess and number two they don't want to deal with ah yeah I'm ready you understand what I'm saying the Bible says he that says he has no sin deceives himself and the truth of God is not in him so if you say, I ain't got no sin, or this ain't wrong, or this ain't, you, you're deceiving yourselves, and you're denying what Jesus did on the cross. To say that you have no sin to, is to say that Jesus is irrelevant. He didn't have to die for me, I'm good. I don't have any sins. Yes, we do. We're free, okay. Uh, uh, so check this out. You're free from prison tonight. Regular, regular prison, not like the prison of hate no like literal prison like the downtown orlando okay cool so you're you were all free we're out of jail nobody here is in jail you might got an ankle but i'm saying nobody <laughs> people wearing sweatpants in the summer because their ankle but listen and i love all you that have the ankle ankle anklets on house arrest bless you could have been worse to thank God you have <laughs> minimum penalty. Thank you, Jesus. And not the maximum. <laughs> We're all free from jail tonight. Nobody's in jail. But jail still exists. And you better do everything you got to do to not go. Okay. We're all free from sin tonight. But it still exists. And we need to do everything we need to do to not engage sin. So, let's talk about it. Thank God he saved us. Is anybody saved in here? So when you, think, when you say, I'm glad I'm saved, you should also consider from what? Don't just celebrate, I'm saved, I'm saved. From what? Because that's where your gratitude comes in. Yeah, it's quiet. It's okay. You're not grateful if you don't realize what he saved you from. You're not really good. You can't really worship until you think about not just I'm rescued, but I'm rescued from what did he save you from? What did he free you from? What did he deliver you from? Let worship rise right now and give him glory. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stayed within, sinking to rise no more. Somebody say, but, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters. He lifted me. Now safe am I. Anybody glad love lifted you tonight? What did he lift you out of? What did he free you from? If your sins or mistakes or stress or depression is not severe to you, your worship will be minimal. Your praise will be passive, and your service will be familiar. You won't really serve if you don't realize what he saves you from. Because salvation breeds service. Because you saved me, i got to serve you. Be Never mind. Yeah. People don't realize the severity of what you were saved from. Because to use it, I'll just lie and slip around a little bit. Oh, no. The wages of sin... And if you broke one of the law, you're guilty of all the law. So lying is the same as murder to God. 
Y'all not, okay. Cause y'all thinking about your friends and your family. No, it's not. If I don't kill nobody, it's a little lie. You're thinking about people. God is not like man. Sin is sin is sin is sin is sin is sin. So if I did one small thing, God sees it as the one big thing. It's all the same. And you got a drink, whether you take a sip or down it, it's the same drink. It all tastes the same. If I don't like, see, I don't like, what though, the coffee? I don't like coffee. Sorry, I know almost everybody. You don't like coffee? How does Starbucks exist? I don't like coffee, that's time. Whether it's one sip, it's not gonna get better if I keep trying to gulp it. So that one thing is enough for me to throw it all away. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That one sip is enough for me to throw the rest away. God took one sip of sin and said, you know what? It's all the same to me. Never mind. It's all the same. So we got to keep before us what he saved us from. Let me tell you what that'll be. Your remembrance or your gratitude for what he saved you from will be the power or the momentum of your life for him, right? That's the big general clause. It's almost impossible to live for God if you don't realize what he saved you from. So every day, that's, I'm, I don't want you to, I'm not saying, it's the strength of humility, it's the motor of compassion. You can't have compassion for somebody else unless you realize I was jacked up too. Now I never did that, but I did something. I need to walk down this aisle, just give me a high five. I may not have done that, but you know what? I did something, and because he saved me from my something, I can deal with you with your something. I can be patient with you. I can love you. I can serve you because I realize what he saved. Y'all quiet over here. Let me go back over here. Tell your neighbor, I got something too. We might have different somethings, but everybody got something. How can't you love your neighbor as if you weren't loved? That's why he says we love because he first loved us. They added him. We love him because he first loved us. The original text says we love because he first loved us. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Never mind. So you remembering or being grateful for what he saved you from, that's gonna be the strength of your humility. Because we could be so far from where we start, like God saved us, we're not that person anymore. You can almost, you can almost not be humble about that. You understand what I'm saying? But remembering that you were saved is the strength of humility. I'm telling you, don't get too big for your britches. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Why counterculture? I was just thinking about this and God just gave me a couple of things. I was writing it down. I don't even know if I'm going to get into counterculture. But why counterculture? First of all, because of the gospel. So if there are certain ways that are inconsistent with the one who saved me ways, I go against that. 
You understand? Jesus saved me. If there's a lifestyle against his ways, I'm against that. Because of the gospel, because he saved me. Are you understand what I'm saying? And then because it's right, and then because it's a blessing, all that stuff, but first because of what he did for me. Why counterculture? Because God always has to contend with our ways to give us new things. Yeah, I'm gonna break it down. I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. But that starts with remember not. The former things. So new things or change starts with a new mind. Are you hear what I'm saying? So you have to start thinking differently before God gives you anything new. I'm not giving new things to old ways. So some of y'all feel like you're ready for something new. If your ways are old, you're not. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's more than just, it's more than just thoughts. You gotta have new thoughts, but same ways. I'm talking about ways. If you change your, change your way, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I'm trying to do something new in you, and I don't want you to handle it like you handled the last relationship. Okay? It's like a, because you, you gotta know, understand who you are, first of all. You're a spirit in a body. You're not your body. Your body is the vehicle, okay? You are, you understand that? Okay, that's how you know, uh, you, you can, that's how you can know something of, how can you say this? Uh, um, uh, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, I just don't feel. Anytime you say that, it draws a separation, it draws a line of demarcation. How don't you know what's wrong with you? Because you are not your body. You, you understand what I'm saying? The, the real you is a spirit. So if something is going on in your body, it's like, what's going on with me? Because the real you is fearful. Y'all never mind. <laughs> Am I going too deep right now? I'm going too deep. Let me come, let me, let me digress. We'll do that in a class or a seminar or a master class or something. Yeah, yeah, that's how you, what's going on? Anytime you have those thoughts or I can't believe I did that, I didn't want to do it, those, that, it draws a, 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 what's the word? Yeah, yeah, a, a complex. It, it draws a complex. Like, you understand that there's a separation. Like, or if you're too tired, like, I want to go, but I'm so tired. The spirit is willing. Memorial Day yet? Monday? Hey, hey, let's do a race. All right, on your mark. I, I, I want to do it so bad, but this body. If you want to do it, why don't you do it? Because you're not your body. <laughs> your body can have a different agenda than your spirit. But you are your spirit. You ever feel bad? I hope, I hope most of the answer is yes. You ever feel bad after you sin? Why? Because your spirit, never, the real you, never wanted to do it. The, the real you never wanted to do it, even if it's a piece of fried chicken and you know you got high cholesterol. It's like you're, it's a, you, you are like, your spirit is like you inside of a vehicle, okay? But it's like the vehicle has its own features. This flesh pack has got its own agenda and thoughts and ways. So now I'm in the car and I'm trying to figure out how to work it because it has its own agenda. In my car now, the car I got, I mean, when you drive too close to the shoulder, it like, it moves you over. I'm like, hey, what if I was dodging something? 
So I try to look for the feature to turn it off, like, hey! But it won't let you go past that solid line. You know what I mean? Almost like if I let go of the wheel, it won't, it won't go over there. Because it has its own features. Yeah, your flesh got its own features like that. And you gotta learn how to bypass the flesh features. Oh, never mind, I'm talking too deep. You gotta learn how to bypass the flesh features. Your flesh lusts, your flesh, never mind. Why, 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 why counterculture? Because if we're not intentional about our focus, we'll always end up off. Because somebody get Joshua 24, 14. Joshua 24, 14. Somebody get that really quick. I don't know why I wrote it down. I don't see it. I just wrote it down so maybe it makes sense to that point. Just read it if you got it. Stand up and read it. Okay. Nobody has access to the Bible in here? Let me find that Bible app. It's way in the back of the room. The Bible app. Joshua 24, 14. Okay, I'll find it on my... That's a problem right there. Somebody got a hoop? All right, go ahead. What you got? Everybody got a Bible Hold on, let me come down. Yeah. Wow. What version you got? All right. <laughs> so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrat River, Euphrates River, and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. Okay. Basically, she says, serve the Lord, put away the idols your forefathers worshipped on the other side of the Red Sea, basically. I brought you through the Red Sea out of Egypt, but you brought idols with you. Mm. Some of us are delivered and still have idols. So your focus is split. It's, we have to learn counterculture because we're bringing old idols right into new lands. And we're setting up these idols in the promised land. <laughs> so the promised land is not so much the promised land anymore. It's becoming the bondage land again. Mm. Have you ever found yourself in a new place but had the same problems? They're haunting you for a reason. Because the problem is not outside of you. Whoa. You brought it with you. Inside. Everywhere you move, I'm gonna leave St. Louis and go to Orlando, but you BYOP, you brought your own problem. How you got the same problem and everybody around you is new? Did you bring an idol with you out of Egypt? Whoa. It's quiet. Put away the idols! Idols, the things we value. Value system. When you come out of bondage, you gotta change your value system. Things that were important in sin cannot be important in righteousness. Things that meant something to you while you were bound cannot mean the same when you're free. Put away the idols! Put away the idols your father served on the other side. So that means you saw it growing up. You see it on the internet. Everybody else values this. So you value it even above the word of God. You're bringing idols into a new place and you're making a new place a cursed place. Look at your neighbor and say, don't curse the new place. Give yourself a fresh start. Give yourself a new beginning. Give yourself a new chance. Don't curse the blessed place. Oh, why counterculture? Because default exposure is mostly carnal. Most of our exposure is carnal. That's why counterculture series is necessary. 
most of our exposure is carnal. Most of the things we are exposed to are not spiritual. Carnal means what? Huh? Yes. Yes. What? Flesh, yeah, but five, the, the senses, it's sensual. Carnal is not sexual only, it's sensual. It's, it's led and governed by the five senses. If it feel good, it's right. If it looks good, it's right. If it sound good, it's right. If it tastes good, it's right. If it all your, just your five senses. We cannot be led by that. Okay, you know what led by their senses? Snakes. Because they're blind, I think. So they just gotta taste it, they gotta taste their surroundings. And if it's never mind, I'm gonna if you're low to the ground, if you're a ground, if you're a ground gobbler, <laughs> then you live by your senses. But we're not on the ground. You are above only and not beneath. Somebody say, I'm above only. Our exposure is mostly carnal and not spiritual, catering to the new man. So now we gotta talk diet. We gotta talk intake. You cannot expect a new life with old diet. This is just, and I know I say the same things a lot here. I don't care. Because for some of us, it's the only place you hear this. And then th them 30 seconds when I just said that is not enough for you to get it in your spirit. What is your diet? Is it consistent with your expectations? One thing have I desired, that will I seek after. That I may dwell. One thing I desire, I go after, right? When you desire something or meditate on it, then you start going, I, if, I, if you know what you desire, then that'll determine what you meditate or think about. Do not wake up without intent. If you wake up without intention, you'll just go with whatever you're exposed to. But if I'm, I'm, I'm making it in my business, I'm going to be a man of God this year, I'm going to be a woman of God this year, that now determines my thought process. That now determines my practices and my diet. What is your diet? What is your intake? Yeah, this is simple stuff and I love it. Because this is what we don't do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We all focus these three hours in church. But the application of it. It's not consistent. We're living inconsistent with what we say we believe and we're confused about our outcome. And we should be. Because you're not, it's not consistent. Are your ways consistent with your desires? This is what God is telling me. I'm sorry, I knew I shouldn't have. Alright, so somebody get 1 Peter 4 and 1. And somebody else get Colossians 2 11. Somebody get 1 Peter 4 and 1. Somebody else get Colossians 2.11. We're going to old school Bible study tonight. Read. <laughs> That's where we're going tonight. Rock it. Peter 4.1. 1 Peter. 1 Peter 4.1. All right, let's do it. Therefore, since Christ suffered as a human, you should also arm yourselves with his way of thinking. This is because whoever suffers is finished with sin. Can you go to the King James Version for two seconds and read the same thing? I love it. No, no, I love it. Go ahead, do it again. For, for, for as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. I said that scripture before. I know I did. 
Jesus suffered in the flesh. You should probably brace yourself to do the same thing. That, that's what he's saying. So when we're talking about diet, that's, that's, that's suffering, in the, that's suffering in, in, the, in the desire. The desire realm and the pleasure realm is suffering. The flesh realm is suffering. When you're talking about changing your diet, changing your intake, like, like I used to talk, like music, right? Music. Hip hop, trap, R&B, whatever is not literally like gospel or worship, it encourages everything in us that is wrong or sinful or carnal. So hip hop encourages carnality in us. Thank you for being real. Yeah, it don't make you do anything, but it encourages it, right? So, and for some, it awakens it. It quickens. Something can be in you dormant. You never thought about it until you heard, okay. Until you heard something and it woke up. Sin in you. So you gotta watch your diet and watch what you're exposed to. Cause some of y'all are taking consistent intake. Never mind. And wondering why every other thought you have is carnal. But the three minutes of prayer don't count for the 30 hours of hip hop. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. So that's what I'm talking about. I, I run the risk of repeating things. Yes, I do. Because it's not like you're going to have this all day, every day. So I don't care. I repeat it until you're better. Until we're better. Until we get it. We got to get something. We got to learn to walk in the spirit. Never mind. So our consistent intake is contrary. So we're, we're not counterculture. We're counter kingdom. Our, in, our diet is counter kingdom. Our series is counterculture. Our intake is counter kingdom. Because he said he that is not with me is against me. Yeah. And he that gathers not scatters abroad. So if the music you listen to consistently is not gathering you to Christ, it's scattering you. Period. So you cannot afford to have an overwhelming, consistent intake of scattering music. You can't afford to have it without balance. You cannot afford to have consistent intake of Netflix and all. You can, and no Bible and no worship and no kingdom. The devil is a liar. No meditation, no prayer, no sacrifice, no fasting. The devil is a liar. I know it's not loud in here. It's okay. I'm talking to your spirit. I'm talking to your inner man. You cannot live counter kingdom and expect the benefits of God. Because what that intake will do is curve your decisions. Now when you're faced with a decision, you'll lean to the lyrics of the music. Because you ain't got no lyrics to scripture to lean on. Okay, y'all quiet. We cannot afford 
to have consistent intake of anything outside of Christ in this season at least. You're 12 years old. You're 13 years old. You you can't afford it. I'm 43 and can't afford it. Have my whole house listening to worship today. Like, hey, let's fill this house with this. If the seas were made to worship, so will I. And if all creation worships, so will I. If the stars. is off. I get these stones and crystals from my ribs because the, the chakra is off. 
They got several, they have different meditations for different parts of your body that pains you. And Christians are going to, believers, sons and daughters of God, are going to these psychics and these wellness coaches. No problem with any of that. But now we lean again on the extensions and not Jesus. I don't need no crystal to heal my body by his stripes. I know. I know I'm healed. Tell your neighbor, I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. He didn't take those stripes for nothing. He didn't get beat for nothing. He did it for my healing. is not off. My belief is off. I gotta get back in the presence of God. I gotta get back in the sanctuary. Tell somebody stay in the house. There's so many practices that are parallel to God's way. We quickly choose it because it doesn't address sin. It's almost like when Moses threw his rod down and it became a snake. Pharaoh's magicians threw their rods down, parallel, and they got two snakes. God's way produces one, the, end of the world's way produced two. Of course that looks better, but you gotta wait till the end. Tell your neighbor. Tell somebody just wait till the end. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It looks like the world got more than the believers. It looks like the world got double, we just got one. Oh, but just wait before the story ends. The one snake ate both the other snakes. So just wait till the end. God's about to eat it up. 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 Oh, no. It's not always enjoyable. But brace yourself to suffer in the flesh. That's what that scripture was saying. Jesus suffered in the flesh. You can leave the lights up. To that degree. Brace yourself. You can leave the lights up. Brace yourself to suffer in the flesh. Brace yourself to have, I don't want to do this. Like Jesus in the garden. Is there another? Brace yourself for that. But I got to do it anyway. Unless I want to forfeit the glory that's coming after the suffering. For I reckon that the suffering, I feel like preaching tonight, of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory. High five the name and say the glory is coming. The glory is coming. The glory is coming. The glory is coming. The glory. The blessing. The miracle. The breakthrough. Your flesh will not enjoy. 
You need to learn to look at your flesh and say, oh well. For God I live. And for God I die. Okay, okay. Somebody look at your flesh right now and say, oh well. You ain't getting that today. From sex to an attitude to bitterness to unforgiveness. You are lying. forfeit my anointing. You will not make me forfeit my breakthrough. You will not make me forfeit my deliverance. Ow! Oh, oh, oh. Right, right now, even if you don't feel like praising them, do it, do it, do it. One of you guys. Well, I pray you just enjoy a little bit of all touch a bit. A tribute. I think it's Ty Tribute. That's his name. That's the Ty. Another awesome man. God that teaches straight to the flesh. <laughs> and, um, when we start dealing with the flesh, people don't like to be around you. And I know I talk a lot about self and self-discipline and the flesh and the habits of others and how we have to deal with ourselves. And that's not going to draw a, a, a crowd. <laughs> you know, that's not going to get people excited and the emotions. Um tickled or uh, as the, the Bible say itching ears no they're not going to hear that they don't want to hear that so eventually you don't have a big following you know now if I preach to the emotions and get you all hype and singing and hollering and screaming and doing all sorts of other stuff, you know, yeah, have gimmicks and just certain things that 
people do to draw people in. And I'm just a strong believer that God's word is true. And I'm I'm more interested in people's lives being changed or they start understanding why certain stuff is happening. And so for that, it causes myself to endure certain things, to endure circumstances, to deal with myself so I can explain to you steps for you to follow so you can be free, you know? So, um, that's what the Boom Act is all about. As I said before, um, we are preparing to head on to Baton Rouge, Louisiana this week. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, dot com slash boom factor show and um i'll be doing some live recording through um, boom factor tv and i'll uh thank god i have somebody with me that loves to take pictures so we're gonna i'm expecting to have a good time um once again congratulations to all the nominees and uh, I pray that I get to fellowship and take some good pictures with a lot of people. And um, it also, it'll be my little vacation, you know. Um, did have concerns, but I made phone calls. You know, I made phone calls to people, um, they live in these rain regions, and thus far, um, they've been getting a lot of rain and wind, but by the time we get there next weekend, it's going to be beautiful. So, not really concerned about um, the weather. Everything will be at the hotel where we're going to be staying at, so that's taken care of. But overall, I want you guys to really, really, there's no condemnation in Christ, okay? I want you to realize that. There's no condemnation in Christ. However, uh, Christ has died for us to be delivered from ourselves. And, um, and as me and my daughter were sharing, daughter was sharing that a lot of individuals really don't want to uh, they don't like they don't like quietness they don't like to be still they don't like Because when you do that, you have to deal with yourself. So 
I'm on a train right now downtown. I'm going to holler at you guys a little later once I get in the office. Um, and I'll be back.